Let's visit the 90s all over again. Put on those hammer pants. This is Dope Nostalgia. Welcome to Dope Nostalgia. I'm Naomi, your host. We are talking about Heart today. Anne and Nancy Wilson, the classic band that grew out of Seattle to become one of the biggest female-fronted bands of all time, and the albums that they put out in the 90s, which I absolutely loved and adored. A very big Heart fan is joining me today, who is a musician here in my city of Edmonton, very popular and a fantastically talented performer, Dahlia Wakefield will be on the show with me shortly talking about all things heart the coolest thing is that she is the lead singer of a heart tribute band called brigade so yes i'm so happy to have her here i just absolutely adore her so here we go let's talk about heart wikipedia moments history favors strong women when women stand up for themselves, show up, and speak out, change occurs time and time again, whether in politics, culture, entertainment, or music. There might be no women stronger and louder than the legendary ladies of hearts. Formed by sisters Anne and Nancy Wilson, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inducted group not only pioneered the female-fronted rock band for all intents and purposes, but they also soundtracked four decades and counting. Throughout this time, the band sold over 35 million records garnered four Grammy Award nominations, landed 10 top 10 albums, received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and achieved the longest span of top 10 albums on the Billboard charts by a female-led band. Anne and Nancy were both born in California and raised in Washington State, and even early on, it was obvious that music would be their destiny. By 10 years old, Nancy positioned herself as a future guitar virtuoso, as Anne developed a bold, bluesy alto voice informed by an intense passion for the likes of Led Zeppelin. They formerly became Heart in 1974 and transformed into a Pacific Northwest favorite in the process. By 1975, they had recorded their seminal debut, Dreamboat Annie. Bordering rock and heavy metal fastened with the folk songcraft, the platinum breakthrough spent 100 weeks on the charts and spawned a string of smashes such as Magic Man, Dreamboat Andy, and Crazy On You. Signature hit Barracuda bared its teeth on the triple platinum 1977 epic Little Queen. As the musicians sold out shows worldwide and continued their multi-platinum reign, on Magazine, Dog and Butterfly, and Greatest Hits Live, they recorded the definitive self-titled Heart in 1985, ten years removed from Dreamboat Annie. Vaulting to superstar status, Heart bowed at number one on the Billboard Top 200, went quintuple platinum, earned a Grammy Award nomination, and yielded If Looks Could Kill, What About Love, Never, and These Dreams which captured the number one spot on the Billboard Hot 100, which features Nancy on lead vocals. Maintaining this unparalleled momentum, Bad Animals followed in 1987, featuring the number one hit Alone, and reaching triple platinum status in addition to notching a pair of Grammy Award nods. The double platinum Grammy-nominated Brigade ignited the 90s and served up the gold-certified All I Want to Do is Make Love to You. In 1993, Desire Walks On illuminated their shadow over the grunge explosion with a guest appearance from none other than Allison Chains frontman Lane Staley. 1995's The Road Home represented a full circle moment as Zeppelin's John Paul Jones helmed the gold-selling live disc. In between a handful of intermittent breaks, greatest hits 1985 to 2000 and Essential Hearts in 2002 would both also be minted platinum over the next decade. 
The aughts represented another watershed era for Hurt. They rode back up to the top 10 of the Billboard Top 200 with Red Velvet Car in 2010, as Fanatic soared to the top 25 two years later. 2012 saw their first ever memoir, Kicking and Screaming, a story of heart, soul, and rock and roll, arrive as a New York Times bestseller. Meanwhile, they brought the house down at that year's Kennedy Center Honors, moving Robert Plant to tears during a historic rendition of Stairway to Heaven. Hart commemorated the 40th anniversary of Dreamboat Annie with a 2016 festival and hosted a full celebration in the UK at the hollowed Royal Albert Hall. 2016 saw the release of Beautiful Broken, Hart's 16th album and their first on Concord Records. The album saw the group cherry-picking songs from their catalogue and re-recording and rethinking them. Following the album's release, Hart launched a summer headlining run with Joan Jett and the Blackhearts and Cheap Trick. A new era has commenced in 2019. Anne and Nancy welcome a bevy of female powerhouses to join them on their biggest package tour to date, the Love Alive Summer Tour. Hart headlines a bill that includes Joan Jett, Sheryl Crow, Brandi Carlisle, L. King, and Lucy Silvis, and rolls through major markets everywhere. Along with their solo projects, additionally, Anne and Nancy penned a 2015 children's book, Dog and Butterfly, named after the smash of the same name. Giving back whenever possible, they stand out as a committed philanthropist, supporting nearly 100 charitable causes. Hart's influence can be palpably felt everywhere from rock and heavy metal to hip-hop and pop. Eminem, Lil Wayne, G-Eazy, Nas and more have famously sampled the band's catalogue, while Celine Dion, Fergie, Hailstorm and many others have covered them in the studio and on stage. As a result, their music resonates in nearly every corner of pop culture. As time goes on, the sound, spirit, and soul of heart only gets louder with each passing year. In the end, they ultimately open doors for countless musicians to follow, and their place in Rock's pantheon as pioneers stands solidified forever. Please welcome my friend Dahlia Wakefield to the show as we talk about all things heart. having some vodka soda while we good I'm having some wine so cheers Cheers. (laughs) we can't see each other in person we might as well drink online (laughs) one of the best memories I have of us knowing each other is us going to see Sass Jordan together yes thank you for that who we both absolutely loved and I'm a huge fan of hers she's one of my singing idols for sure mine too Absolutely. I do uh, her song, Make You Believer. I think you do as well. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, because yeah. And, and uh, I, might, my, I might be singing that song on a, uh, an online show coming up because yeah, she's, and I love the fact that she's Canadian too. So mm-hmm. that's all a good thing, but yeah, yeah. She's one of my favorites for sure. And one of my favorite things about that show was the fact that it was like, wasn't it the 25th anniversary of the album Racine? Yes, my so favorite like, album. It's my favorite album. And it was like, a, that's where I discovered her was on that album. And it was like, a, right. like it felt like we were watching VH1 Storytellers. Right. Yeah. It was very interesting. I loved, I loved her, how, how, you know, hearing how each song was developed and, you know, that was very special, mm-hmm. you know. And she's funny. It's always nice to hear songwriters. Oh, yeah. Loves that she's drinking on stage too. She just, she was herself, authentic self. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was a good memory. <laughs> um, very good memory. 
<laughs> I was going to tell everybody out there uh, to welcome Dahlia to the show. Dahlia Wakefield is a fantastic performer, singer, writer, and she's so active in the Edmonton and surrounding area music community. And one of the things that's drawn me to you, especially for this conversation, I wanted to talk to you about one of your favorite artists um, who were putting out music in the 90s. Dope Nostalgia is about the 90s. And you suggested such a good band to talk about, Heart. Yes, they're my favorite band in the world. They really are. Um, those Wilson sisters, they just, you know, when I first heard of them, um, heard their music, it was from an old ex-boyfriend, emphasis mm. on old. And um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, uh, Burn. <laughs> not naming any names uh he uh, he introduced me to their music and it was like the the music actually of the 70s um so like magic man and crazy on you and just those iconic uh hits that they had from the 70s but I you know as I grew up and grew like grew to love their just everything that they did you know, I still love their anthem rock too. Their, their arena rock is what they called it in their 80s, you know, with a 1985 self-titled Heart album. And I just love that. And, uh, you know, the song, All I Want to Do Is Make Love To You, like, you know, <sighs> it's just one of my favorites. But, you know, they didn't write it. It was Mutt Lang who wrote it. But mm. um, actually, I was... Mutt Lang is all over that. All over, all over that. Yeah, and actually, he's all over the song uh, "Will You Be There in the Morning" off their mm -hmm. uh, "Desire Walks On" album, and I just love that song. I, I was going to ask you about that because I listened to both albums today that came out in the '90s: "Desire Walks On" and "Brigade." Uh, "Brigade" is mm -hmm. the right title, right? So that's I listened to them in their entirety, and and it was just Mutlang all over it. Yeah, he's got yeah, a signature I, production sound. Oh, absolutely. He's a writer too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's right on those. Um, I just, yeah, I, I just love them. And um, yeah, I, it's just, I think what drew me in, in the first place was Anne Wilson's soulful voice. Like it was just like, she sings from the bottom of her tippy toes to like the top of her head. Like she just, and she just, you know, and I've seen her live a few times too. And it's just, remarkable you know even at her age like um the, how she can still you know rock that stage and uh yeah those songs were, you know just I don't know I just love them <laughs> and mm -hmm. I love them so much that I created a heart tribute band Brigade mm -hmm. and that was named after their 10th studio album Brigade so I yeah I, oh, I love that album so much I have some video footage from that show that I remember sharing. I shared on Facebook. Oh. So I might be able to put some of that into our YouTube so people can get a chance to see sure. you guys performing live as Brigade. Sure. We'll mix that in there. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, you do a fantastic job uh, singing Thank their you. songs. So, And yeah, you really covered the scope of the entire career too because you definitely did a lot of the old school. I have friends who are heart fans and they call themselves like pure heart fans because they are the ones that love the, the 70s and the 80s maybe a bit but they they think that anything after the 80s was totally like oh that's no good <laughs> why 
because it's poppy, right? Or whatever, you know, it has, it, it, it's just a different sound. Yeah. Uh, what do you say to people who feel that way about the music? And do you feel um, that you like the newer stuff differently from the old stuff? I love them. I, I love it all. I, I just love music in general. Um, I do write a lot of pop, like pop country and pop rock. So I do like that um, style, but uh, it's, but it is interesting that they did have, like, I just, I, I don't have an opinion either way. I just, I love it all. Um, but you can tell that they were very, uh, much more creative in the seventies, right? And they, they sang, they sang what they wrote and their, their heart was in that. And then I think it was, uh, you know, the, when they changed record labels, you know, they were said, they, they were told to, what to sing and perform and, but you know what though, it still was a success. So, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah, the purists, you know, they might like the seventies stuff better, whatever. I like it all <laughs> as long as I can sing it. Yeah. And it's hard to sing. She, she has a very great range. Oh, it's hard to sing. It, it's hard. And I mean, being a karaoke host for so many years, you hear a lot of bad versions of Alone. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, you know, that, it's funny that you should mention that song. Um, during COVID, I actually learned that song on piano. I've always wanted to learn how to play it. And since I had the yeah. time and the energy and I was alone, I thought, yeah, I'm going to try it. And you know what? I, I, <laughs> I think I'm going to release that. I think I might release it just to... Uh, well, I, who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. I want to see what you have up your sleeve with this and congratulations <laughs> on getting that done. Yeah. It's nice to take that time to, uh, <laughs> it's, it's nice to take this, this weird time we're in, uh, to be creative and do those things. You said I should do this and I've put it off for years. Right. It's so true. Uh, I was really busy with all my bands, you know, like the angels the villain um the duo with alan and just you know that yeah. that i forgot that you know what i'm a writer too like i i and and uh, it was but for me i find it really hard to uh you know write sit down and write when you're always rushing out the door or liaising with promoters or the venue or the sound person or this that and the other thing traveling and, yeah. and so um, this was a welcome change. I could sit down, relax, get my thoughts out onto paper. I mean, I'm, I'm going to release a, a, you know, an album, like a solo album later on in the year. And I can't wait because, you know, I released a song called you don't get to win. That was actually written in this house <sighs> with Bobby Jane Stacy. And it was her struggle, her, her, a song about her struggle with cancer. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was my first release in like solo release in probably eight years. So it was really nice to be able to put some solo. And um, I mean, I, I have a couple songs that I uh, gave to the Dirt Road Angels to, to, you know, little one and enjoy the ride. But uh, it would be nice to also sit down with them and write as well. But yeah, I'm just really excited to put out some solo music out there very soon and you may or may not hear a heart song on the album <laughs> i think there's a good chance it's gonna happen 
but yeah, no, I saw when you released your new single and it was so exciting. It was like, oh, good. Thank I'm so you. glad this is happening. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yay, thank you. So we'll make sure that we share Rocky. some of the links with all of the listeners so they can hear you. Oh, thank you. That's kind of you. Yeah, I like doing that. It's fun. <laughs> well, you it's look good like music. Oh, thanks. And you look like you're having fun doing this. This is awesome for you. Hey, you get to, you know, I feel, I feel more passionate right now about doing this than I have about actually being in a band for a while is, and I know that's kind of crazy. Cause like, I love being in a band. I and, love singing and you're so good just, at it. Thank you. You're welcome. It's just been so much fun doing this I get excited every time I release a new episode I I just like I can't wait for to share it with the world and and I think there's a niche for people nostalgic right now especially because we're going through this uh, time where it's hard to make new memories because we're stuck at home yep. so the nostalgia brand is big right now and this is something I wanted to do even before I knew a pandemic I had already been planning it before they COVID existed so it just kind of fit into place at the right time as Give me something creative to do. Awesome. That's so good. That's everybody needs an outlet. And um, sometimes it's nice to have a change. And honestly, you know, this is a really good change for me. It's, it's, it's a nice, but I'm, I'm also ready to get back on stage too. But, uh, mm. you know, whenever, whenever it's safe to do so, I was able to do a few shows last year when they lifted restrictions, but then boom, back, Back in the, back in, you know, in jail, it seems <laughs> we, we didn't yep. perform very much. I did a couple of outdoor shows and, and then once they were indoors, I think it was in September, but uh, by November they were pretty much done. So, oh, well, you know, it's March now and I've got an online show at the end of the month to raise money for cancer it's called jamming for cure for cancer and so wow. yeah i'm really happy i get to perform with the dirt road angels as well as well as the villains so i'm really happy about that yeah fantastic Thanks. i love those girls too oh, they're, they're, they're awesome. so, so great and yeah we have a, a new single coming out soon with them uh we recorded a song called dance in the rain and it will be out on april 26th with a video and the video is, is just so much it was so much fun to when did, when did you shoot the video we shot the video last weekend <laughs> mm. yeah it was it was uh it was interesting it was very interesting because like you know had to be very careful and um mm. you know but they're in my bubble we work together and uh, and that like yeah, the girls are just amazing. And I can't wait to show you the song and the, and the video. I can't wait to see how that comes together. We hired uh, Brett Klesko. He, he did, uh, he did our, um, our extra dirty video as well yeah. as uh, make me wanna. And so we really liked to, um, working with him and uh, it's very creative and I know he'll do a good job for us. <laughs> And he's a musician, so he yeah. gets what musicians want. And yes. everything I've seen him do, Barrett's fantastic. Yeah. Um, like he did, uh, cow, cow, yeah, 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 Cadillac Junkies. Yes. Um, I was in that video. Me too, at, at Gracie's. You were at, you were at Gracie's. Yes. I was in the mental hospital. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a fun day. It was. Actually, Danita, just, uh, I saw it in our memories and I was going to share it. And then I, 
by the time I remember, the memory had passed. It was already the next day. So, but uh, yeah. Yes. Cadillac, Cadillac Junkies, better off alone. Yeah. And actually the drummer for Cadillac Junkies is in the Heart Tribute Band uh, Brigade with me. So yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Isn't that cool? Yeah, there. is such a great singer, and uh, that's such a good song. What is it? Better off alone. It's better off yeah. alone. Yeah. Yep. By the end of that video shoot, I had the song memorized. <laughs> so, were you at Gracie's too, or, or just the mental? Hospital? I didn't. I wasn't able to make it to Gracie's. Oh. I had to work that night, so I got to do the mental hospital shoot, <laughs> which was super fun because everybody just got to act crazy, and you get to act crazy. It doesn't matter if you look like an idiot. You're crazy. <laughs> Yeah. I, and I liked, I like to, you know, dress up and I, I really oh, like that yeah. part of it. Yeah. So yeah, you guys, you girls were all glammed up. Yes. Yeah, we were. It looks so classy. Yeah. It was such a good time. And I love, I love playing there too. And, you know, I live in St. Albert now. And so hopefully we get back on stage soon and yeah, I get to, yeah. Like, I mean, out of all the places that I play, it's usually like St. Albert is basically I, I play here the most so mm -hmm. yeah yeah hopefully we'll get back on stage soon but what are you gonna do wait <laughs> the wait there's more waiting the waiting game yeah the more waiting I'm happy now that our parents can get vaccinated and like uh yeah I was worried about that but my mom gets her shot on Monday at least her first shot I don't know if she gets one or two so I'm happy about that because that was my primary worry. Yeah. <laughs> is, is the older folks, right? That's right. And my mom said that she's normally allergic to vaccinations. So I don't know. She's oh, going to have to talk oh. to her doctor. And we want to go traveling. Like we want to go to the Philippines and uh, <gasps> here earlier. Uh, yeah, later on. So I don't know. I don't know. It just. I hope. We'll just have to, I'll just have to see what her doctor says. Because I mean, <laughs> she's allergic to it. I don't know if there's she should be taking it. So there's okay. gotta be something that can be done. Something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's you just, out there, right. A few of them. So we'll see. And even though like I, if, if people don't get vaccinated, I think that as they get to know what COVID's about, the treatments will be better. So like people won't get as sick. Right. You know, right. So that's true too. And you were in the Philippines, like, wasn't it in 2019? Weren't you just like coming home, like right around the time the pandemic? It was, yeah, happened? it was literally last year. It was, it was, um, I left on February 11th and mm -hmm. told we go through Taiwan. And mm -hmm. I went there, I, I was, oh, I really wanted to, I hadn't been home, like I was, and I hadn't been there time and like 20 years and um anyway we were told that we couldn't go through Taiwan so we had to cancel everything and look through um North Korea because they they the Philippines had shut their borders to China Macau and Taiwan but we were able to go through North Korea. And, and then, so I was like, so happy. My mom was like, maybe this is a sign that we shouldn't go. I said, you know what? You can go home. I'm going, I'm, I'm here at the airport. I'm going. And our aunt mm -hmm. is, and my aunt is going too. And she's already in the air from Michigan. So I'm going <laughs> because it was can't leave her alone. Yeah. You have well, to go meet her. well, take a cab mom. <laughs> Back to one <Olympics, laughs> no, Sorry. I'm, you're like, your aunt, your aunt can't land in the Philippines. I and mean, where are you guys? <laughs> 
So, and I wanted to go because it was like a, a mini vacation for myself. It was going to be a writing retreat. And I wrote a few songs and it was wonderful. Like I needed to be by the ocean and, and swim in the ocean and just, and, and just soak up that vitamin D. And, and uh, so we were, yeah, but it was funny too, because like, you know, um, the hotels we were at, like they would always, there were COVID-19 messages everywhere and they would always take your temperature. And so like, they were like on it in February mm. before we had even closed the borders here in Canada. And so we came back um, on February 25th and it was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is a real- we barely made it. Yeah, we barely did. And then um, it was March 12th when, when we- found out that we couldn't, we, that we weren't able to do any more performances on, um, on stage. And we were supposed to, on March, Friday, the 13th, March 13th, we were supposed to play at Roger's place for their, you know, right before the Oilers game. But the day before they shut down the NHL and the NFL or whatever it was, and, you mm -hmm. know, every NBA. Yeah. It was just, it was just crazy. Like, can you imagine? That's exactly. Yeah. So I, I didn't know the scope of it. I didn't realize the actual scope of it that, you know, basically shut down the world. But uh, yeah, what do you do? Um, so yeah, I just learned to teach online because I am a voice teacher. It was harder to do piano lessons online. But you know what? Just like mm -hmm. anything, you just adapt and you make it make things work. I lost mm -hmm. some students because they didn't want to do online. And then some, then I also gained a few more because that's all they wanted to do because they, it was nice for them to be in the comfort of their own home because apparently I'm a scary person. No, <laughs> they didn't want to come in person. No, no. Um, it's and, a, and I think it's a comfort level thing where uh, some people are really just shyer or whatever it is. Yeah. Just like you said. Yeah, that's so, that's so true. And and it's weird, weird because as a vocal teacher, I am allowed to teach in person one-on-one. -on -one. And, uh, you know, some people like that better. And so I like it better too, but, uh, you know. It's I've better for getting the whole body involved into the uh, lesson because a lot of people don't realize when you're singing, you're using your whole entire body and each part serves a function in getting proper breath support and all that. And that would be really hard to do online. It is, especially warm-ups too, you know, cause I like to be able to play as they're singing. And so it's harder to do that. You know, I have to, there's your note. And then, mm -hmm. so it does test their pitch and it automatically tests their, you know, yeah, their pitch that way if they have to if we're online and I, cause we can't play at the same time. I can't play at the same time as they're singing as it, otherwise it glitches out. Leg. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of, one of those things. So, and, but group lessons were really hard. I, I love my little group lessons and, you know, imagine teaching online and you, everyone has to be on mute. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, what is that? This is a singing lesson and you can't even, mm -hmm. I can't even hear them. So, Every once in a while, I'll be like, okay, it's your time to solo so you can do it. And um, the, the best way for the group lessons were, was if they, they played their song on their own device. And then, you know, because I couldn't do it. Otherwise, there'd be like that leg, that weird leg. But yeah, we, we figured it out. 
took some time, but, but now we're, we're, we're getting closer to getting the group lessons We're we're able to do the, like, I also teach beginner piano and I just had my first group lesson, piano lesson in person in a year. So that was nice. That was really nice, but still no singing yet, but one of these days. I, I think I don't want to jinx, but I think we're on the better end of things. I'll say that much. I think we're on the better end of things. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. I was going to take a moment to just pull up uh, some information. I watched like a bit of a heart biography today to kind of prepare myself a little bit more. I figured you probably know like so much about their history. Um, I actually don't. I should, should, but I don't. (laughs) But um, actually I did watch something today. It was, it was kind of interesting. It just actually came across my YouTube, how um, the nineties hit, uh, or sorry, what was it? 80. All I want to do is make love to you. That one. Um, yes. She said she kind of had, uh, you know, an aversion to singing that song because it was actually created for a man, you know, who was having like casual sex and, you know, with strangers, you know, hitchhiking type of thing. And so she was like, wow, this is, mm. this could be kind of weird for a woman to be singing about this kind of content and uh, mm-hmm. but it turned out to be a smash hit so do you think she meant that as in like it was more of a, a song that would not empower a woman or or that it would be a song that was written for a man to sing well she 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 said that she felt creepy <laughs> okay <laughs> so Matt Lang must have wrote it <laughs> yeah he did I think another guy did cover it, but uh, it was like a, a, a rock and like a funk tune, like a funk cover. I don't know. It was, it was interesting, but uh, now she made it her own, you know, and I love playing that one. Like out of all the songs that we do, like that one seems to always get the most attention and everybody's up on the dance floor, you know, singing along. Everybody knows the words. So, and it's what I kind of. When, when I listen to the song, you know, you always have your own interpretation of things, but if I'm listening to the lyrics, she's to me, she's singing about 
having control over her own sexual uh, freedoms and such, because she's basically writing about how she had a one night stand, had a kid out of it, and she's totally fine with it. Well, she yeah, let it almost affect her. She's kind of just in charge of how she handled the situation. That's true. That's but what I get. A little bit of manipulation. Like, did she use him for his seed? <laughs> <laughs> Did she just use him and abuse him? And then all of a sudden, like, oh. bye-bye. And then all of a sudden, oh, here's your kid. Sorry, I didn't tell you about him. <laughs> oh, shit. So I don't know. I don't know. Is that is that a good thing to be, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Well, but, 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 but if she, if it wasn't one night stand and she didn't know who he was and didn't know how to get a hold of him or maybe didn't even know his name. Yeah, this was before cell phones. She didn't ask me his name or she didn't, he didn't ask her. Yeah. So they didn't know each other. Uh, he didn't, oh God, what is it? Here, let's yeah. see. He didn't ask him. I didn't, I didn't ask him his name. Here, what is it? Okay, wait. Oh God, this is so, this is so this is awesome. bad. Oh my God, this is, I should have, uh, yeah, this is. I didn't ask him his name. The lonely boy in the rain. Yeah, I didn't ask him his name. So, so she doesn't even know <laughs> who he is. She can't get a hold of him when she's pregnant. Then they just run into each other later. And be like, yeah, that's your kid. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> but you're off the hook. You don't have to pay child support. Because I, 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 <laughs> I took it all. I, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't need you. I didn't need you. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah just like it was he was like just a sperm bank that's all <laughs> it all worked out it all worked it doesn't, out there should be a part two of how that <gasps> went down later that's right maybe we should write that <laughs> let's write the let's write the part two because i don't think Hart's gonna write it that's right because um didn't cam write the the second part to jolene did you ever okay. yeah she did. Um, oh, it's, it's okay. I thought they were a group for some reason, but Cam's a, the name of a solo artist, right? Yeah, a country. That Burning House song? Yes. Yeah, okay, but, but it's, it. it's not that song. It's a different song. I can't remember. Mm. I can't remember the name of it, but me and the villains played it once or twice. And uh, yeah, so there we go. Should we do it from the man's perspective? <laughs> yes, yes. Or, oh, that'd be interesting. Or, or just like, Okay, this is what happened, buddy. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Will you ever forgive me? <laughs> this is your son. <laughs> or or is it a daughter? I don't know. <laughs> uh, what does the lyric say? Uh, um, when he saw his own eyes. It doesn't say. Ooh. That's right. It doesn't say if it was a girl or a boy. That's right. See, there oh, we my, go. My, my phone's trying to talk to me. It just says, sorry, I don't have the information for that. I didn't ask you. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was going to play it, but I don't need to do that because this is really out of tune. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, that's okay. It's okay. We, we figured out the, that line. So I like the song on Brigade, that tall, dark, handsome one. That's a good tune. Yes, yes, do like we do that one. I love it. I, I, yeah, and Secret and Stranded and. Uh, Stranded's one of my favorites. It's oh, so yeah. Lang, really. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, 
favorite of the deep cuts, like the ones that weren't singles. What would you be your favorite from that album? For, from which album? From Brigade. The fa- my favorite one? Uh, yeah. The deep cuts. Oh gosh. Um, you know what? I can't even remember the name of it. Um, I like, I didn't want to need you. I didn't want to need no, no. Yeah. Was that a, was that a single though? I think it might've been. I think, I think I just, I saw, yeah, I think so. Um, mm. but I can't even remember what, what else is on there. Um, is it in walks the night? Is that one? Um, nope. No. Here, here's the track listing from Brigade. There's okay. Wild Child as the kickoff. Yeah. It's a great album opener. I yeah, that's the that's what we use to open our shows usually. It's yeah, it picks off the party hard. It's Ooh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then number two, you're going into a ballad, which is interesting to go into. All I want to do is a ballad on the second song of the album. Right. Usually it's saved for the third or fourth, but it's a strong song. It, it is. Course number three would be secret, then tall, dark, handsome man. I didn't want to need you. The night fallen from grace. Oh, that's what it was. I thought it was in walks the night, but it's, it's the night. Okay, and fall it's from the night. Oh, yeah, we do fall from grace. I pray for the love, it's falling from grace. Yeah, I love that one. Three part harmony. <laughs> Harmonies are the best. Yes, and then. Under the Sky. Yes, I love that one. I remember that, liking that. Um, Cruel Nights. Oh, yeah. Cruel Nights. Stranded. Oh, yes. Favorite. Call of the Wild. That's a good one. I want your, I have to click on it. Because I want your world to turn. Yes. Yes, mm. I, I love that. I, I don't know what it is. I just, I just love it. It's just got this, um, bittersweet like probably that would probably be my favorite b cut on there yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because i don't know what it is it's this wistfulness this bittersweet song of you know you know um this woman who loves this man who's obviously with someone else but he Mm -hmm. won't say it you know it's like so many guys out there (laughs)
keeping secrets, which is actually a so- another song on the album. Mm. <laughs> well, yes. What's the last song on there? It's called I Love You. Oh. Number 13. <clears throat> right. I love you, oh my darling. Yes, I really do. Yeah, that's very nice. I wonder who's- I'm a big fan. Go ahead. I wonder who that one's about. <laughs> They've had some tumultuous uh, history with people. Why does my phone keep talking to me? Tumultuous history with um, within the band with relationships. I think there was a lot of in dating in that band. So, I mean, that could be some make for some interesting songwriting. Mm-hmm. Maybe not yeah. in that era. Maybe yeah. not in that era, but maybe earlier. Yeah. Mo- more so in the seventies, I think. But uh, mm-hmm. also didn't they have a little bit of uh um conflict between the two sisters i believe that's even recently i don't yeah. even think like they're talking right now uh yeah i don't i, I, I thought um, that the may- last i heard anyway well i did hear that they were going to reunite and do a few shows and i was kind of upset because they weren't coming through edmonton i think they were just they just had one date in the in the east they weren't even going to vancouver i would have gone to vancouver to see it like they kind of got their start on mushroom records in vancouver and so i thought man like that's kind of a burn there's actually there's actually people who actually consider them partly a canadian band for some reason because they did so much in canada when they were getting their start even though they're from seattle right right Right? exactly yeah and they had they had quite a actually they had a really strong relationship with chris cornell Right. Yeah. And um, I think I, I watched a little bit of um, <clears throat> this one kind of a documentary, just a Q&A. And they, um, she said that she had to actually build a studio called Bad Animals because she was kind of sick and tired of going to all these studios where <laughs> the bathroom was crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was just... <laughs> They, they're women and they wanted to be able to be in nice bathrooms because <laughs> so. men will not clean a bathroom properly <laughs> it's just not no offense to the men who do no, no offense to anything that we have said during the whole entire broadcast we need to delete half the podcast already. <laughs> no whatever no 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 i mean we all know that sometimes uh, some men don't really care about what the bathroom looks or smells like and this is probably an issue you run into and that's why she had to do it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It. So, you know, instead of telling them to clean their own bathroom, they, they built a studio and had a great bathroom. <laughs> that's a great reason <laughs> to build a plenty. studio. That'd be awesome. But they were also talking about the whole grunge scene starting up in, in, in Seattle. And it was kind of fascinating, you know, cause they're still putting out their arena rock and, and yet the, it's changing um so the whole landscape of music changed and and now you know the Mm -hmm. funny thing is is that uh back in 2014 I went to Nashville and I was going to you know I was going to finish some songs or start some songs and the funny thing is is that uh me and Danita Lynn from the Dirt Road Angels we wrote this song called Evicted in like 2013 and I, and I, I just brought everything. And instead of writing a country song, because I was there to perform and, and be in the, 
I think it was the NACME, it was North American Country Music Association International Songwriting or Song Contest. And, and so, you know, I had, we were in Tennessee to, to compete with Global Country uh, with our mm. team. And that was such a blast, it really was. But uh, the only song that I finished was a grunge song. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I, I wrote a grunge song. I mean, I, I, I wrote the music. And mm. actually, I, I really want to release that one day. But uh, it just has to be the right time and uh, under the right circumstances and with the right producer, too. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it's it's we'll see what happens. It's called Evicted. And I can't wait. To, we might. Who knows? We I might perform that song um, on the online show. So we'll see. So you'll have to tune yeah. in. Yeah. Yes, and what a great little surprise that could be in the future yeah. if you release that. <laughs> Who knew that Dalia could do a sing a grunge tune? But I mean, of course, it's way after the fact. But maybe I'll bring it back. Who knows? <laughs> bring her back for <laughs> the time. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey friends, you know what I really love doing is podcasting. It's so much fun and I've been so lucky because I've talked to amazing people so far doing this show and I'm trying to bring you guys the very best content I can. Now in doing that, it does get kind of expensive and I'm on a little bit of a budget to do so, but there's a way you guys can help out and it's called Patreon. If you visit our Patreon page, you can subscribe to our podcast and get all kinds of ultimate perks just for subscribers. There's different tiered levels, so you can join for only $1 a month if you'd like. What's in it for you? Bonus content. We'll give you a shout out on the show. We're going to be recording all kinds of super secret stuff just for our Patreon subscribers. And in doing that, in subscribing, you're going to help us pay the bills. Help me pay my phone bill when I'm calling people far away for an interview. Help us pay for our licensing fees so we can play you awesome music clips and so much more to help keep this boat afloat. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dope nostalgia. Hey, I'm Josh Rodriguez. And I'm Mike Zacchio. And we are the, the new, new pod, pod on the block. block. Every week, Mike and I will be breaking down our obsession with everything boy band culture. From bangers to bops to fashion and everything in between. If it's boy band related, we've got you covered. We also want you to be a part of it. So call to our hotline and leave a voicemail for the show. 818-308-4084. Be sure to subscribe, give us five stars, and leave us a review. Follow me at Mike underscore Zacchio. And I'm Josh Rodriguez at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. You can follow New Pod on the Block on Instagram at New Pod on the Block. New Pod on the Block. Every week on your favorite podcast platform. I'm Polly Pocket. Want to see what's new? Really fun compacts just for you. Polly Pocket has a stage where she dances ballet. In her shiny tutu, so pretty today. Polly Pocket. And Polly's water fun park, a big slide for the pair. Then happy birthday. Surprise, it's a bear. Polly Pocket. Polly Pocket. Now there's lots more ways to have a Polly Day. Polly Pocket Party Time Surprise, Waterfront Park, and Ballerina Polly Compacts are each sold separately. And a band like Heart being being like a melodic rock band, it would have been a hard time for, it was a hard time for every melodic rock band I've talked to on this show in the 90s because of grunge. Um, 
they weren't able to market their product as well anymore because it was just not the middle of the nineties were hard. And I mean, they're from Seattle. So I always wonder like what they thought of all of what was happening. Their city's blowing up, but I don't think that's helping them. Right. But you know, they had, they had their tours. So, and they had like such a loyal fan base, you know, I mean, if they ever came through, I'd see them again, even though I've seen them a few times and, you know, I would want to be on stage with them. (laughs) (laughs) Please, please. Yes. There's a way to make this happen. Oh, that would be awesome. I can sing. Really? I can. Please take me up here. I'm not even joking. Oh my God. Get a sign. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and yeah, I think it's, they were so established as legends already that it didn't really matter. The grunge scene probably didn't affect them that much. And, but they only put out two albums in the nineties, both melodic rock. One thing I really like on Brigade is the fact that uh, I like, there's some guitar solos in there with the harmony guitars. I love that sound. Yes. Yes. Me too. And I know it's and I know it's dated, but I love it. I know, I know, I hear you. Um, our our brigade's uh, guitarist, he he has this little, I don't know, is it is it a, a patch or like a pedal that does mm-hmm. that? So he can he can harmonize to himself. So we don't need, oh. you know, another guitar player. So that's nice to do that because, like you know, we try to be note for note, and um, I mean sometimes we take liberties here and there, but. We try to do everything note for note. And it's, it's not always easy because I like to improvise. I, you know, I, I try to put my own spin on things. But if you're trying to be a tribute band, you know, you kind of have to do things note for note. And those iconic solos are part of that, you know. So it's like, wait, you know, the harmony guitar is missing. You know, there are people out there that would know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they want to hear heart yeah they want you to be heart and do you ever feel as the front person of a tribute band that you are almost doing like an acting job yeah you feel like you're becoming putting on a persona when you walk up there yeah well especially the first show we 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 did the first show um at the bourbon room and we had like we were in costume so um I was in the 70s outfit and I had this freaking wig that kept falling off (laughs) it was it was and it was so hot and oh but you know what and so yeah I we played the part and then the second like after the intermission we we were 80s and 90s heart and so that was really cool and I I love dressing up as it is so that was really neat but then then uh, we we kind of had a change of, of personnel and then we just kind of lumped everything together just to make it a show like we just kind of mixed the 70s with the 90s with the 80s and it just was a you know so that was okay but then I couldn't get into acting we were we were Mm. just another tribute band because there's already another great tribute band out there called Barracuda they're awesome I saw them Mm. at Shakers and they they did a it was like a it was like killing three birds with one stone. They, they, they had a backing band that um, they did bad company. There was bad company. The guys were, okay. did that. And then I think it was Pat Benatar. And then they, they switched gears again and did the heart thing. So I thought that was pretty. All the same band. All the same band. Yep. 
I saw that at Shakers for a Bon Jovi tribute. It was uh, uh -huh. first they started the first set was an 80s tribute band. And then the guys just changed their wigs. Oh. And then they became Bon Jovi. Ah! And I was like, oh, we had a good time at that one. That was funny. I was just like, wow, this is. I, but then I've gone to like see like cover bands that come to the River Cree. Okay. And like some like fantastic, like world class tribute acts that travel the world playing as that band where they have it down to the point where they wear the same outfits. They have the same, like this one guy, he has the same mic stand that John Bon Jovi uses, all painted white. Like just wow. fake tattoos. Everything is perfect. Attention to same detail. dances. Details. Yeah. indeed and they'll even do like some of the deep tracks not like they know everything i'd rather see a tribute band that really loves the band yeah than, than one that's just doing it just because it's popular and might make them some money and those are those bands that really in, are invested into the band right I like you <laughs> well you know i i'm a busy person as it is but that's just like a pet pop project i i've always wanted to do the music of heart because i I love that band so much. And mm -hmm. I would just, oh, it would be my dream to meet them, you know? Mm -hmm. So especially Ann Wilson, like I just grew up with her voice and just, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I would, yeah, I, I remember going to uh, some sort of like a training session and they said, well, who, you know, if, out of everybody out there, who would you like to meet? And, and she was one of them. Yeah, she was definitely one of them. So hopefully that happens one day. You never know. Maybe yeah, she'll be watching I, this. Like, maybe she will. <laughs> oh yeah. And that's one of the things is like, when I appreciate seeing seeing you do the, the, the gig um, when you were doing a brigade was just, you can see your love for, for heart when you perform it. You're not just doing it just because it's fun or whatever to do. You can tell that you're doing it for the pure love of the music and how much you enjoy and what they meant to you at, in your heart. So that's what I'm saying when I say, I like seeing that. Oh, thank you. You know, Well, I'm glad so. it, that it comes across because yeah, uh, there was a one, I think you saw us. Oh yeah, that's what, the Mercury Room. That's thank where, you. Yeah, that's, that's where, what it was called. That's where, yes, that's where it was. That's exactly yeah. where it was. And, and actually um, Maureen Ames, who's a, a fabulous photographer, she took this one picture of me that I was like, oh my God, I love it so much. And you could see, <laughs> like, I guess I was just like in the zone. I, I got my back arts, my head back. And I was just like in the zone in, I don't even know what song that was. I don't remember, but she was up there taking photos. I had no idea. Like I was totally in my own element, in my own little bubble, in my own little world, just singing away and just just feeling the music. And um, yeah. I think it was Chuck that was doing sound and he made that little tiny room sound so huge, like a big giant arena. And it was so loud, but I loved it. <laughs> it sounded good in there and like, the crowd there that night was just really into it. We were having a blast. What a, I just remember really enjoying that evening and uh, oh. and the show. Thank but, you. Uh, that was great. And yeah, who was um, Loretta with uh, Bridge Motel? They were they opened for us, and mm. she and I are are doing some collaborating and doing some writing. So yeah, I can't wait to see what we come up with in that regard. But Good. yeah, that night was really great. I I. 
who knows if that place will be around after the pandemic. And that's what I really, really, um, you know, I'm just really sad that some of these places have to close because, you know, it's just uh, one of those things where you don't, we, we don't know what's going to happen once we're allowed back on stage. We don't know um, if there's, uh, you know, <laughs> what's going to be out there available for us to play at. I, I don't know. We'll see. It's like coming out of a hibernation. I think it's going to feel like, okay, so what's left? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that messed up? Yeah. Okay. I, I'll, I'll get, I'll get on a happy thing. I guess. Yes. That's <laughs> right. I know. I know. It's so true. Just, uh, but I mean, that is, that is our reality right now. And, um, you know, there's some people who have been able to keep their jobs and just work from home and, or, or just, you know, like, um, you know, the fast food places there, there, they kept their jobs and, yeah. but as a musician, I never thought for one, like, you know, that's how I made my money. And, and, uh, to say, Nope, sorry, we're taking your livelihood away. And yeah, that's, uh, that's it's nothing, something we could have ever foreseen. No, it would be affecting the arts community the hardest and, you know, yeah. And, you know, especially when we kind of have it tough as it is, it's, you know, um, yeah. Some musicians just don't get paid what they're worth. And then with the no. streaming, you know, getting paid less than a cent per stream, like that's just ridiculous. And it, it, it's sad because, I mean, I loved my CDs and, you know, I, I would gladly shell out 20 bucks, but now, you know, people are so, they, they have it easy. They pay 10 bucks a month for a premium. They can, they have unlimited, um, music for that month or whatever it just <laughs> music is definitely has definitely changed and uh it'd be nice to pick heart's brain as to how they see today today's mm -hmm. music industry as a whole i would love to hear that from from them especially as women and what they've had to go through as women to carve out the place they have on the map musically mm -hmm. as legends mm -hmm. um a woman's perspective is always quite interesting. And yeah. I was talking to um, Farmer's Daughter for the show. They're going to be on an upcoming episode. Wow. That's yeah, excellent. Got, so, and, and like, we talked a bit about that, like the difference of being a woman trying to make it in the country music business. So yeah, you've got to listen to that one. <laughs> oh my, yes, absolutely. I suppose before we wrap things up, I do want to talk a little bit about Desire Walks On. Ooh. the the second album of the heart in the 90s because i found when i listened to it it was a lot different than brigade oh yeah i felt it I felt like it harkened back more to like their older sounds i think so and there's there's a couple covers i actually didn't know until a few years ago that black on black was actually a cover i thought it was their song but uh it's not and and uh who's, it was released do you know who's it a cover of i can't remember i don't i can't remember i don't but it wasn't as heavy I don't think and then mm -hmm. um ring them bells is also a cover too so but uh my I think <laughs> I know it's maybe some people might perceive it as being cheesy but will you be there in the morning I just love that song I do love it my favorite one on the album yeah it's probably Mutt Lang yeah that's probably <laughs> but I also love Avalon back to Avalon like I just because I love yeah. I love the 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 guitar like the acoustic guitar I just yeah, I wish I could play that that well. 
Well, I have a lot of practicing to do. <laughs> Avalon's a beautiful song. Yeah. Do you find as a, as a listener of music, are you, what catches you first, the, the lyrics of the song or listening to the melody and the musical structure? I'm a, mel- I'm a melody girl. Yeah, I really am. I, sometimes I, like to this day, sometimes I don't even know what the hell they're saying. <laughs> yeah. Unless I look it up or, you know, um, yeah, I, I really pay attention to song structure and melody but when I when I write sometimes I get the lyrics first sometimes I get the melody first and the odd time both will come together so Mm -hmm. yeah but I yeah that's a great album and I remember singing that at the top of my lungs I was singing like I was living with my aunt at the time and (laughs) it's just singing that yeah that was that was a great album Mm-hmm. And I, I love their the 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 cover art too. Like it was just so unique and so unlike that they've ever done. I just thought I like that with that yellow background and it's very colorful. Yeah, um, yeah, it was mm-hmm. very interesting. Very, it was a different I, look for them. Totally, totally. Um, Nineteen ninety three. Yes, is when that came out. Yeah. And did they come out with something else? Like I, I thought they came out with red velvet car or something, but in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, or maybe I know those were the two studio albums. There oh. was something called the road, the road home. Oh yeah. Which is probably, that's a, is good, that a live. It's a, it's a live album. And that's a, such a good album. Loved it. Loved it. And they actually did a, uh, a version of the river by Joni Mitchell. So good. So mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I've seen Brandy Carlisle recently sing the river. Um, Oh yeah. She's I'm my friend Kendra, who's a singer and the vocal teacher as well. She's gotten me into watching a lot of Brandy Carlisle and I'm quite impressed. She is so good. So good. Yeah. The joke is one of my favorite uh, songs and uh, um, she has a song Evangeline about her daughter. (gasps) Her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that video of her singing it, um, yes. playing it, and her daughter's just sitting there with her and watching her. And it's like, yeah. oh my goodness, my heart. That was so, so cool. Yeah. And um, there's another one that I, I can't, it just, it's the title is escaping me right now, but I, I really want to try to do that one. But also, um, mm-hmm. she's in a band called The High Women. 
Yes. Yeah. So I was Aaron Morris. Yeah. I was thinking that maybe DRA dirt road angels could cover a few of those. That would be nice because we, they like to harmonize inside of me. Have you ever done back in the saddle? No. Do you know that song? Um, It was a country collaboration. Mark, uh, who was in that? Martina McBride. Back in, but I can get you back in the saddle, baby. (laughs) Let me find that. It was like a bunch of country girls. And I think it was was in the 90s or early 2000s. Hmm. Interesting. I I don't know if I know that one. Matricia, maybe her name was Matricia. Yeah, Matricia Berg, Back in the Saddle. Matricia was a big country songwriter for a lot of women. Uh, and then they did a, a tune all together. I'm trying to find the, uh, who was all in that great, great music video. Hmm. I'm going to have to check that out now. Now that you I think you might like that. Yeah. Why do I feel oh, I'm, always, even in it? I'm always open to, uh, different, um, you know, to, to suggestions requests. Cause, um, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. very limited in what I listen to, honestly, because I, I find that I, they're like, they become earworms to me. And then, so when I'm writing, I'm like, oh, okay, I got this really great idea. And then all of a sudden, oh crap, I just ripped off the Beatles. <laughs> I almost did. I really did. Yep. This is a funky baseline. Oh my God, this is going to be great. And then I'm like, oh, that's come together. Oh my God. That was written. <laughs> so yeah, I have to really be careful. I don't listen to a lot. I, I, I try to be in the zone and I, I try to write as much as I can. And unfortunately that's not, I, I don't listen to a lot of new music. So, so request you know, nice. You know, I'm, I'm in that same zone with you. I don't listen to anything new. Um, <laughs> like, I'm so stuck. And then we've talked the about 90s. before. I'm stuck in the nineties, but we've also talked about before where there's a phenomenon where you hit a certain age and you kind of just, that's good. I'm not going to listen to anything new anymore. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to like what I like and I'm done. Yeah. And it happens to some people. Okay. Here's who I'm seeing in this music video, but Trisha Berg back in the saddle. I see Trisha Yearwood, Martina McBride, Faith Hill. I think it's Patty Loveless. Maybe. Oh my picture is very, very blurry. Because <laughs> it's so older, but um, check it out anyway. Oh my gosh! Like what a star lineup. Yeah, they are, all, and it's a super cool song. They are I'd love my, to see you ladies do it. Wow, they are my. Those are my idols from from like the the nineties um, country women. Yeah, women of the, and I just I I oh I love them. And here's the thing: like I don't even really listen to a lot of newer country you know Mm -hmm. I just don't and um it's not even really country to me it seems you know it doesn't really seem like it it's it's hip-hop a little bit it's a little (laughs) bit uh pop rock but it's I don't know it's changed some of them some of them I like some of them I don't I like Dallas Smith yeah I like Dallas Smith and what he's doing oh wait Um, wasn't he in default yes yeah. Oh, that's what's happening. Amazon Music is talking to me every, every time I say something uh, on my phone. Um, yeah, Dallas Smith was in default, yeah. and uh, I, I like his country career. I think he writes great stuff. Yeah. Really good songs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't consider him like. I think what bothers me is the bro country genre. Yes. 
Yes. We needed that bra country. <laughs> bra. Hey, bra. No. <laughs> I wrote the song about your tailgate. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm not, and I don't, I like to keep it positive and yeah. not diss too no, many people on here, yes. but I don't care for Florida Georgia line. You're not the first person who has said that. <laughs> they, I know a lot just, of people. Yeah. I just don't. It doesn't appeal to me. Is it is it because of their overly like their southern drawl? Like is it like too no. pronounced or what is no, it? I wouldn't say it's that. I think it's it seems like phony cookie cutter yeah. stuff to me. Yeah. It doesn't feel authentic. Yeah. In any way. And I think that's what bothers me. And I'm a huge fan of mainstream music. Yeah in general for my tastes over the years, but there's something about it. It seems very phony to me with Florida Georgia line and I can't put my finger on it and I just don't care for it. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, everyone's, I, I didn't mind a couple of songs, but some of the, yeah, like it's, it's just there, the Southern, the, the, the Southern drawl is, is just so pronounced in some of them. And uh, not, I mean, I love it normally, mm -hmm. but maybe they're it's just a little bit over the top and uh yeah like they have that nashville sound and and see with the dirt road angels yes we're we're a country band but we really kind of do our own thing and we don't have a record label telling us what to do we we make our own decisions and i love that i love mm -hmm. being an independent artist and keeping all our royalties and we can do whatever we want yeah not have the notoriety but you know what we're authentic in our own right and yep. if we want to be a little bit pop country for this song and a little bit more rock in this song and a little bit like whatever we can do that we have that that artistic freedom and that is exactly what I love art having artistic freedom and that's another thing with me like um, because I love so much, so, so many different genres and can sing so many different, I, it's hard, like, oh, what are you country? Are you rock? What, what who cares? What, what, who I'm, cares? I'm an artist and why can't I have one song from each genre on my record? What can't I? There's only one reason. And the only reason that is, is what, uh, do we, what radio station do we put you on? Yes. Exactly. And that's the problem. Yeah, that is the problem. So that's why a lot of people release singles, but then, you know, people are like, okay, she, it's like, a, she's like a ping pong. She's going from rock to country into this and that. Oh, well, keep up, keep up with me. I might keep do a, up. keep up. I might do a, an R and B album one day. So yeah. I love, I love all kinds of music, all types of genres, and I'd be happy to perform all of it too. I would feel how you feel, but that's, that's the only thing where they do want to slap a label you and label you for that reason. Yeah. But that's why I love performing with the villains because they are like, we are a very eclectic band. I mean, we realize that um, you can't please everybody. So we're going to try to please everybody. We're going to, we're going to try. <laughs> <laughs> and so we do rock pop country. Um, we do a little bit of some, well, maybe not jazz, maybe, I do a little bit of jazz with um, Alan, but uh, in our duo, but you know, we do get hired for a lot of gigs because, well, we did, um, you know, because we had a wide variety and I don't think that's anything to be ashamed about, but yeah, when it comes time to releasing your music, it's like, yeah, they want to pigeonhole you. And I just don't like to be pigeonholed. I'm not mm -hmm. a pigeon. 
<laughs> I sing like a bird sometimes. But You're a free bird. <laughs> yeah. Free bird. <laughs> Good song. <laughs> I'm sure you've been asked to play it before. <laughs> Surprisingly <laughs> enough, I have not. But but I was in a band called Brass Bed Post that then they did that song. So mm. yeah, I didn't get I didn't get asked to do that one. But uh, you never know. Not yet. One day. <laughs> <laughs> My- have you had a, have you had fun? I hope you've had a good time because I've had a good time chatting with you today. I've had an amazing time. Thank you so much for asking me. This has been a blast and it's so nice to see your face again. And I love you. you. I'm love missing you. everybody. It's so great. Yay. It's so good to see you. Oh, so good to see you too. And yeah, thanks again for asking me. And I can't wait to, to see you on stage as well one day. Maybe we'll have to like when, maybe we'll have to meet up at Rosario's <laughs> just for old times sake <laughs> old times a beer and a snack and some drinking and singing and yeah once once it'll it'll happen again it's just gonna be a while we'll get there that's right that's right but thank you yeah i want i want everyone to check out your music uh we'll drop some links and add some videos and people will be able to see what you're up to and thanks for talking about heart with me i appreciate it thank you heart and sass and i just i just yeah i just love all those those female empowerment bands. Yeah. At the very end of today's show, we're going to feature the brand new Dirt Road Angel single, Dance in the Rain. So that's Dahlia's band, and I hope you stick around and listen to that. Check it out. Great new country music. Thank you for being my special guest, Dahlia. You can check her out at DahliaWakefield.com. That's D-A-H-L-I-A-W-A-K-E-F-I-E-L-D.com. She also has a band called The Value Villains, Dahlia Wakefield and The Value Villains, and Dirt Road Angels, a fantastic all-female country group from right here in Alberta. And next week, the third and final episode from Farmer's Daughter, as we got Shauna Ray to come join us and talk about her experiences doing country in the 90s with Farmer's Daughter. Everyone take care. We'll see you next time. Hey, kids, put down that Tamagotchi and listen for a second. You know, you can follow us on Twitter at NostalgiaDope, Instagram at Dope underscore Nostalgia. Visit our website at www.dopenostalgia.com or pick up the phone and call us at 780-851-8785. 
This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work. Fear. 